This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Scenes from a marriage. She threw the large bottle and it made contact and shattered. As Johnny Depp returns to the stand for more shocking testimony. Miss her could uh, very easily drink two bottles of wine per night. Plus, banned, no more? The passenger who put a red thong over his face to protest masks. Will he now be allowed to fly again? Do you think you'll ever fly United again? And the baffling new rules on masks. I don't have to wear a mask right now, but the moment I board that train, the mask has to go on. Then... <laughs> The eight-year-old boy detained by police over a stolen bag of chips. Hey, he like a baby to me. And new revelations about Liza Minnelli's appearance at the Oscars. Was she forced to sit in a wheelchair? Why her close friend is so upset. She was sabotaged. Then, the husband accused of murdering his wife on Mother's Day walks out of court a free man with his daughters. They love their father. They'll never believe he killed their mother. Plus, the $500 wedding. We got married for less than $500. This couple pulled off a beautiful wedding. The cake, the dress, all those guests, how they did it. And real-life Jaws. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Another day of emotional testimony from Johnny Depp. The actor is suing his ex-wife, Amber Heard, for defamation over an op-ed she wrote claiming to be a victim of domestic abuse. On the stand, the actor again gave intimate details about his marriage, at one point demonstrating a fight that he says was so violent he lost part of one finger. In his second day on the stand, Johnny Depp says ex-wife Amber Heard was relentlessly abusive. It was a rapid-fire, sort of endless... Uh, parade of insults and looking at me like I was a fool. He claims the abuse from Amber turned physical. She squared off at me in the doorway of our bedroom. And I said, what do you, what do you want to do, hit me again? Would you like to hit me again? And I said, go ahead, hit me. Bam. The actor claims Amber was very troubled. Ms. Heard had spoken of suicide on a couple of occasions. Many times when I would try to leave, she would stop me at the elevator, crying, screaming, I can't live without you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to die. Depp admits he had an alcohol problem and claims Amber did too. How often would Ms. Heard drink in your presence? Always. She took a shine to a very nice Spanish wine called Vega Cecilia. Ms. Heard could very easily drink two bottles of wine per night. 
Depp said when he gave up booze, he asked Amber to join him. I said to her, okay, listen, how about this? You want to, you want to support me not drinking. How about you stop drinking and share this sobriety with me to support me and help me through this? What did she say to that? No. No. <laughs> she said no. She said she didn't have a problem. Johnny Depp is really taking over the courtroom. This is his time to shine. He is putting everything on the line to tell his truth. And he's hoping that this jury believes him. Depp and Amber married in 2015, and Depp says she planned everything. After the wedding, it was like dinner, dancing, and drugs. All of her gang were all um, partaking. So how many drugs did you actually take that day? I smoked marijuana. Testimony turned to a notorious fight in Australia where he was filming a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. He claims Amber threw a bottle of vodka at him after he began drinking again. She came down to the bar and found me there. And of course started screaming, oh, you're drinking again, yeah, the monster and all that. Um, so she reached, she, she, she walked up to me and reached and grabbed the, the bottle of vodka. She threw the large bottle and it made contact and shattered uh, everywhere. The tip of my finger had been severed. I was looking directly at my bone sticking out. Depp says he needed reconstructive surgery to repair his finger. The end of the mass mandate on airplanes has meant the beginning of a new fight for thousands of passengers who want their names off the no-fly list. They were banned from flight. Stephen Fabian spoke with one man who made the list after he famously wore women's underwear to protest the mandates. It's back to the friendly skies. United Airlines says they'll reinstate 1,000 unruly passengers that they banned for not wearing masks during the pandemic on a case-by-case -case basis. Adam Jenny was kicked off United last December for wearing a red thong instead of a mask. Never should have happened in the first place. He was still unrepentant over the stunt when I spoke to him today. I was respectful. Um, the TSA cleared my mask and said that it was totally and wholly appropriate. There was no reason for them to kick me off the flight. I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to I'm wearing a mask. What do you want from me? The airlines have become a battleground as passengers rebelled at the mask mandate. 7,100 unruly passengers have been reported to the FAA since January 2021, but many of them expect to be removed from the no-fly list now that the mask mandate has been lifted. Do you think you'll ever fly United again? I'm not really expecting them to roll out the red carpet. Meanwhile, the chaotic patchwork of mask rules across America is causing total confusion. Arriving here at Newark Airport, I don't have to wear my mask because the state of New Jersey has ended its mask mandate. But if I landed at one of New York's other two airports, JFK or LaGuardia, I'd still have to be wearing my mask while walking through the terminal. Now, there's no mask requirement for taking an Uber in New Jersey, but I'm heading to New York City where the mask mandate remains in place for rideshare vehicles and for cabs. So that means the moment I cross into New York, 
I've got to put the mask back on. But if I'd taken a train into Manhattan run by New Jersey Transit, no mask is necessary. Let's say that Uber drops me off here at Penn Station. I can take my mask off again because this part of the station is Amtrak. But I'm going to have to put it back on again to ride the Long Island Railroad, which still requires masks. So keep that mask close by. You don't know when you'll need it. According to the FAA, more than a million dollars in fines were levied against unruly passengers during the COVID restrictions. Around the country, we've seen some brazen incidents of shoplifting where neither the store clerks nor the cops do anything about it, which makes what you're about to see really hard to explain. The detention of a little boy who allegedly snatched a bag of chips. It's controversial video that has people asking, should an eight-year-old boy have been detained by police over stealing a bag of chips? What is y'all doing? The videotape shows an officer holding the boy by both arms, leading him to a patrol car in Syracuse, New York. He is not handcuffed. What is y'all doing? The video was taken by a passerby who found it hard to believe what was happening. So what's so what's going on then? You're stealing stuff. If you break into your house, you steal something. Nah, man, you just got a bag of chips, so y'all treat me like a whole cold-blooded killer? As the back and forth continues, you can hear the kid wailing. The witness, Kenneth Jackson, offers to intervene. If he stole some chips, I'll pay for him. I'll pay for him. I'll walk him home. The officers put the boy's bike in their vehicle and explain they're driving him home. These kids have been stealing. A debate is now raging. Did the cops overreact or did they handle it appropriately? Given recent history, when people view things like this and they say, it's an eight-year-old child screaming, could you just talk to him? There's something better that could have been done, not necessarily saying that the officer did something wrong. How many cops they need for this one baby, goes one comment on social media. This boy needs to learn a lesson. This might scare him to be good, goes another. It's an eight-year-old child. Nobody likes to see that, of course, but that's the law. They were obliged to either bring the parents to the scene or bring the child to the home or bring him to the police station. The mayor of Syracuse says the officers returned the child to his family and discussed the incident with his father before leaving without filing any charges. As a mother, that was a heart-wrenching video to witness. Many of us are parents, and you can't help but imagine the fear in that child as he had to endure that experience. The boy's father says the cops were friendly when they brought him home, but after watching that video, he now plans to file a complaint. Now the latest drama to come from this year's Oscars. A good friend of the legendary Liza Minnelli says she was sabotaged by the Motion Picture Academy. At the last minute, he says officials insisted the singer go on stage in a wheelchair, something Minnelli desperately did not want to do. It was the big finale of the Oscars. Lady Gaga and legendary Liza Minnelli presenting the award for Best Picture. But seeing 76-year-old Liza in a wheelchair was unsettling to many viewers, as was her apparent befuddlement. Well, I don't understand. Now her longtime friend, singer Michael Feinstein, is revealing what was going on behind the scenes. She was sabotaged. Now, that's a terrible word to use, but she only agreed to appear on the Oscars if 
she would be in the director's chair because she's been having back trouble. And she said, I don't want people to see me limping out there. Feinstein was backstage with Liza. He told Sirius XM's Jess Cagle that Oscar producers threw Liza for a loop when they told her at the last minute that she needed to be wheeled out. The stage manager said, well, she has to be in a wheelchair. And, and Liza pleaded. She said, no, I will not be seen in a wheelchair in front of everybody. I will not do this. Feinstein claims Liza only gave in after they threatened to cancel her appearance altogether. She was just so shaken up that, that it, it was, can you imagine being suddenly forced to be seen by millions of people the way you don't want to be seen? That's, that's what happened to her. <laughs> Michael Feinstein says the Liza drama happened soon after that Will Smith slap, so producers were still shaken when they suggested the wheelchair. Our calls to the Motion Picture Academy for comment were not returned. And some stunning news from Colorado, where all charges have been dropped against Barry Morphew. He's the man accused of killing his wife, who went missing two years ago on Mother's Day. And despite the fact that prosecutors say he could face future charges, the dead woman's daughters are standing by their dad. Here's Jim Murray. Flanked by his daughters, the Colorado dad who police say killed his wife on Mother's Day two years ago is a free man today. Mallory, Macy? No, they don't want to say anything. Mallory and Macy Morphew have stood by their father, Barry, from day one, saying he's innocent. Now, in a stunning turn of events, prosecutors abruptly dropped their murder case against Barry Morphew just nine days before his trial was set to begin. Investigators say they need more time for the snow to thaw so they can find Suzanne Morphew's body, and they think they know where it is, near an abandoned gold mine. I spoke to Nancy Grace, host of Crime Stories on Fox Nation. Are you surprised that the dismissal happened so close to the time of trial? They need Suzanne Morphew's body to go forward. Can you prove a case without a body? Sure, you can. But it's difficult. I believe the state hoped against hope they would find the body before trial. They didn't. So they're postponing the case. Police first had contact with Barry Morphew in 2020 after a neighbor reported Suzanne missing, and they had just found her mountain bike. Where is it? Where's the bike? Oh, it's right there. Where was it? It was like just right down here in this little embankment. Prosecutors say Morphew killed his wife after he discovered Suzanne was having an extramarital affair. The 52-year-old has maintained his innocence, claiming he was 150 miles away in Denver and staying at a Holiday Inn Express when his wife disappeared. Outside court, Morphew's attorney blasted the prosecution. These charges were false from the beginning. In this case, there has been not a single ounce of physical evidence that has been found connecting Mr. Morphew to this, to this alleged crime. I do believe Barry Morphew will be rearrested on identical, if not similar, charges when and if Suzanne Morphew's body is found. Now a scare for a family out fishing. That's the sound you make when a great white shark circles your boat for more than an hour. This happened off the coast of Australia. The shark was estimated to be about 14 feet long. It even tried to chomp down on the boat's propellers before it finally swam off. Next, is this guy's landlord pressuring him to move? He has to open a zipper to get into his apartment. And the giant air filter that's driving him crazy. The only purpose is, is to make noise to bother him. Plus... The $500 wedding. We got married for less than $500. This couple pulled off a beautiful wedding. The cake, the dress, all those guests, how they did it. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. America's Got Talent Judge Sofia Vergara just shared this picture from backstage, and a lot of people couldn't help but think she was channeling the cartoon character Jessica Rabbit in that sparkly red dress. She posted the image saying she's ready for another week of AGT auditions. And this man is the lone holdout in a building, stopping a $70 million condo deal. He tells Les Trent he's under a lot of pressure to get out. He won't budge, no matter what he says the landlord is doing to get him to move. That's my work area. Nejadu Su is the only tenant refusing to leave this building. And his refusal to go is holding up a major $70 million condo project. I'm assuming you love living here. I did. He and his lawyer, Adam Lightman Bailey, say the landlord is using bullying tactics to get him out of there, like placing a big industrial air filter right outside his apartment. The only purpose is, is to make noise to bother him. And to enter his apartment, Asu has to open a zippered plastic sheet because of nearby construction work. When I went to Asu's building, Somebody called the cops. You guys don't film in the, in the, in the apartment, that's fine. But the property manager is telling you you can't film outside. Okay. Bright, sunny, amazing views. You can see why Asu is resisting moving. His one-bedroom penthouse in Manhattan comes with a deck. And the rent is $3,350 a month. A great deal by sky-high Manhattan standards. He says the landlords have offered him $30,000 if he moves out. That sounds like a pretty generous offer. Um, no, it's not a generous offer. You know people are looking at this story and many of them are going to go, he's just holding out for a big payday. I don't have a place to go. The landlord tells us the tenant's occupancy is unlawful and that he is looking for a large payout. Still to come. The $500 wedding. We got married for less than $500. This couple pulled off a beautiful wedding. The cake, the dress, all those guests, how they did it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
The average wedding costs twenty-eight thousand dollars, but they said I do for five hundred. Yep, it's true. This bride and groom had a totally dreamy wedding for just five hundred dollars. How did Kiara and Joel Brokenbrow do it? My whole thing was, okay, how can I get what I want uh, without breaking the bank? So I just started to look at my resources. First, the venue, a free public park, then the invite. I'm very creative, so I made the invitations. The mother of the bride is a pastor, so she came free. The flowers were gifted by her godmother. And as for music... I created a playlist on uh, iTunes and we just let it play. Kiara's gorgeous bridal gown was just $47. Joel, how much was your tux? About $100. So, so you're, you're the spender of the group. <laughs> this was no small affair. 40 guests, but the reception was held at a local restaurant, and the guests picked up their individual tabs. We let them know on the invitation this is what we're going to be celebrating. Uh, food and drink will be available for purchase if they want it. Grand total, under $500. <laughs> we got married for less than $500. What a great story. By the way, the newlyweds didn't spend a whole lot on their honeymoon either. They went on a cruise. That was a gift from the mother of the bride. When we come back, it's the lady versus the goose. Finally today, duck, duck, it's a goose. It's a nice diversion, watching an angry mother goose protecting her nest from the office window. Whoa, that unsuspecting lady is about to get a big surprise. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's Inside Edition. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.